into the contest. It is Thursday, the 29th of September. Welcome to Afternoon Sports. Tim Gilbert here. I'm joined by my great mate, Shane Lee. How are you, Shana? Very good, Tim. You had a wonderful afternoon yesterday. I went back over to... Garth Porter's studio. Garth Porter, obviously the uh, the piano player in the band Sherbet, um, and did a lunch uh, with Lee. How's that? Yes, and uh, learn about how he wrote that song. That comes out on Monday. That show it um, was interesting. Chat also had Catherine Alcorn on there as well, who um, who is a, a cabaret singer, producer, super talented artist, and um, yeah, she was very very funny. Yeah, she is very funny. Friend of mine, I worked with Catherine years ago. Such a talented. Uh, entertainer been a difficult time through COVID and and Sherbet mm. well I'll tell you what they were the band that I absolutely loved in the 70s unbelievable so I'm looking forward to that lunch with Lee huge show on the way what, what is happening with Meg Lanning this is an interesting story here Roger Federer tells us why he held Rafa's hand and the Dally M's oh what a night in life the most important thing is trust Without it, everything is a lot harder in a quickly changing and turbulent time. Barclay Pierce Capital is a safe pair of hands, an organisation built on people. They understand you've worked hard to build your nest egg and their asset management business is tailored to suit your needs. Their services help grow your wealth in order to provide long-term safety and security for you and your family. BPC, just a phone call away. So this is interesting, Shadow. Meg Lanning uh, has taken time out. We're seeing a bit of this, aren't we, through World Sport, Michael Hooper mm. over at the Wallabies. And no real sign yet of, of when she may come back. She's still relatively young, isn't she? She is, and she may not come back at all. Look, she stood down mm. just before the Com Games, and we know that the Aussies went on to win the gold medal. The interesting thing with the leadership group within the women's cricket team at the moment is that um, you just also had um, our vice-captain, Rachel Haynes, retire. So we could see, for this tour coming up in December to India, we could see a whole new leadership structure um, and some young players coming through. So uh, with the new coach taking over, she's definitely got some uh, got some uh, work to do and work out who's going to actually be running this team. Yeah, um, because they've had such a strong, as you say, a strong and maintained leadership group for such a long time. Mm-hmm. Now, this was a troubling story, wasn't it, about the former Matilda Alicia Carnavas uh, live on air. So here she's doing an interview, uh, I think it might have been with SEN. Um, Simon Hill, of course, is a, a, quite a famous Australian soccer commentator here, or is of English heritage, but a soccer commentator in Australian broadcast terms. And, and she was carjacked in the middle of it. Horrible, mate. It was... Uh... Um, chilling screams. Um, yeah, so it's believed that she was in Brisbane at the time. That hasn't been confirmed yet, um, but she is okay uh, and somehow got out of that terrible situation. But to be carjacked live on air um, and they had to reassure people who were listening that um, she is okay yeah. because uh, it didn't sound great. But uh, that is that's an experience she's not going to forget no, um, in any time soon. Yeah, Poor girl. Our thoughts are with, her, with her. Um, yeah. Very, very difficult. Now, a real change of pace. Uh, I know that you and Chad spoke about this yesterday, and I just will put something on the record. I do not own a boat. He talks me up, Chad. So <laughs> goodness gracious, I need to send him some of my bills, that bloke. Um, the interview, uh, that basketball interview. Now, you discussed this um, interrupted by the brawl between those Mali teammates at the World Cup. Now, we've been loving the World Cup uh, on ESPN. Mm. 
and uh, the, the rise and rise of the Opals. I don't know if anyone's going to beat this American team who haven't lost since 2006, but uh, this was just ridiculous, wasn't it? It was like WWE. I thought I was watching World Championship Wrestling. Yeah, well, it, it um, without seeing the footage yesterday, we did speak about mm. it, but I said it was a bit of an argument in the background. Well, this was this was a brawl. It was a full-on <laughs> punch-up. <laughs> I was wondering, I'll wait for, the, for the, uh, the referee to run on and give them both a red card each. But... Um, no, it's uh, no love lost between those two, so I hope they've worked it out. Oh, I tell you what, they got into it, didn't they? Yeah, it was, <laughs> they did, yeah. It wasn't an arm. They were throwing them. It wasn't an, no. it wasn't an arm wrestle. Uh, <laughs> no. nice, nice segue into the world of golf, Shane. Now, the yep. PGA versus the LIV, and of course, Rory McIlroy, world number two, has been a real vocal individual against uh, the Live Tour, Greg Norman and the Saudis, but he says the ball's in their court, the players who have gone with the Rebel Tour, the ball's in their court to sort of try and find some sort of solution. Now, you and I have both discussed this and we, yeah. we've we agreed that at some point we think they will come back together. It would seem fairly premature for it to happen, certainly over the next year or so, I would think. Well, here's the problem for the, for the PGA. Mm. I don't know why Rory McIlroy is the anointed one as, as a spokesperson because he's getting absolutely flogged. He's coming up against a guy called Greg Norman who is a shrewd businessman yep. and is so much more clever um, than, than Rory and he's just tearing him to bits. Um, Norman was coming out yesterday saying that the majors should be Switzerland. They should be involved with either LIV or the PGA. They should be Switzerland and everyone should be able to play in these fantastic and historic tournaments. Um, Rory's just come back and just saying silly things and he's just going to get cut down by... If I was a PGA, I would stop Rory speaking on their behalf because it's uh, it's it's not making them look good at all. Yeah, because there is pros and cons. There's a depth to this story yeah. that unless people read about it, uh, look, obviously there's huge detractors for the Rebel Tour, uh, not the least of those by some of those that are backing it. But at the end of the day, the PGA's had a stranglehold, had a monopoly on the game mm. of golf and something has to change when that happens. So anyway, we'll watch that space with interest. We've got plenty more to come. What about the Dally M's? No winner for Parramatta. Does that mean they're going to win the comp? I'm not quite sure. And all the latest in the AFL and those dramas at Hawthorne. John O'Brien is a legend of Australia's beer industry. In 2003, he dreamed of producing a great-tasting beer that could be enjoyed by everyone, free from the ill effects of mass-produced wheat and barley. John began a brewing journey blending unique aromas and flavours offered by ancient grains such as sorghum and millet. He perfected recipes over time which have led to 40 local and international awards, including three gold medals at the Australian International Beer Awards, a gold medal at the Indies and a silver medal at the Beer World Cup. Proudly 100% Aussie-owned, made in Ballarat, O'Brien Beer is Australia's most awarded gluten-free beer and widely available around Australia through major retailers and online at rebellionbrewing.com.au. O'Brien Beer, the beer that loves your back. Shano, before we start talking about the footy, uh, now Roger Federer has come out uh, and said why he held Rafa's hand and it was a, a lovely little gesture and, and they were both crying and he said it was a thank you moment. It was. It was. Um, he said he got lost in the moment, Tim. Um, they have won 42 majors between them and they're both crying and, and Roger just reached out and held his hand. Look, Tim, I know we've done 500-odd shows already on Afternoon Sport and if we ever get to, say, 10,000 shows, I hope Dan can play some music and we have our moment too, mate. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I, reckon we could, I reckon we could even sort of evolve into a nice big man hug. Uh, rather, than just, <laughs> rather than just a handshake. be nice if our bank balances mirrored Rafa and Roger. 
cue the music, Dan, quick. <laughs> uh, it's just too good to be true. All right, now back home, back home, and oh boy, this is this is a change of pace, isn't it? This drama at Hawthorne, uh, obviously it dates back, doesn't it? Alistair Clarkson has oh. now gone on taking this job at North Melbourne, but already it looks like a difficult task because he needs to tidy up what's happened in the past, but he's come out and said that he no longer has a fair shot at a fair process because of what has been released. This is happening more and more in sport, and um, sport tries to uh, put themselves out there, particularly these clubs, as professional outfits, and sometimes they're semi-professional, and a lot of these things get played through the media. Clarkson's dead right here, and I'm, look, I'm not taking sides at all, and um, but he's just saying he, he's no chance of having any fair process at all or a shot at a fair process because most of this stuff has been leaked through the media. He said he only found out last Wednesday about these allegations through the media himself, and he said he's, he's shocked and deeply distressed about those allegations. Um, but he said anything that's canvassed through the public domain, um, and he said he's now had to respond publicly himself just to get his point of view on the record. And he said it's just he just feels horrible and sick, and in no way he, he denies all allegations. He said in no way that I've ever treated anyone that's walked through the doors of the Hawthorne Football Club in that manner. Yeah, and the mud sticks, doesn't it? Uh, you make it such does, a mate. good point. It the does. mud sticks. Uh, obviously, these things get headlines. These things get people talking. This gets people clicking on buttons but often it is unfair I'm not speaking about this specific story but often the whole process is difficult because you know you you tried and um, hung before the whole story or the whole proper process is, has begun so um, anyway we'll watch mm. watch that one and now Geelong um, some people just get the fairy tale finished don't they Joel Selwood announced his retirement after 355 games, including a premiership win for Geelong. Uh, just superb. Look, I've had a little bit to do with Joel. He's, he's quite a character as well, tough and um, uncompromising on the field and unliked, obviously, because uh, he's so good and so tenacious. But what a career. Yeah, I hated him last weekend, mm. that's for sure. But uh, he is a superstar. I've never met Joel personally, but what a, a superstar of the sport. As you said, 355 games, four-time premiership player. Um, the most ever for the Geelong Football Club. On top of that, he actually took over the captaincy at the age of 23, and he's the most capped AFL captain now with 245 games, and also the most he's played the most finals in the history of AFL, eclipsing Michael Tuck, uh, 39. He's played 40 finals now, and that that's a 30 year 30 year old record that he's broken. So. What a superstar of the sport. Congratulations on a fantastic career. Always got to be careful with Michael Tuck's surname. It's a bit like Henri Leconte, <laughs> isn't it? you just got to be a little careful. Just a little careful. <laughs> Nico right, Hines, right. you could you could get out pretty well. Deli M winner yeah. last night. Yeah. Uh, what an extraordinary move from Melbourne to Cronulla and to, to rise to the top of the pile. Huge effort. Uh, 38 points, most votes. Deli M. Uh, Pipping Tedesco with 33. Ben Hunt. My Dragons man on 32. Got to be careful with Ben Hunt too, I suppose. <laughs> you do, by all these names. Um, but uh, look, a fantastic season, a real breakout season for him. Uh, and he'll go from strength to strength. I think the, the real uh, hardness um, that Fitzgibbon brought to that team really suited his style of play mm. and really put some structure around um, 
the flair that he brings. And um, yeah, he, he's only going to get better. Yeah, he's good. He's quite a big guy. Yeah. You don't often Huge see guy. guys that tall yep. playing halfback, but uh, he did. Look, no. their last game was rubbish, wasn't it? As said by the yep. the coach at the Sharks, but they'll be better for that next year. Now Parramatta, they didn't get an award last night, and. Look, is this an omen, Shano? Does this, you know, look, funny things have happened. Mm. I've got a feeling about Parramatta this weekend. I hope so. I'd love to see Parramatta um, cause an upset. I don't think they will. Um, but yeah, not, not to get any votes at all for Team of the Year. It's, it's a big call. They've, uh, they're, they're the real underdog, aren't they? And, and they keep proving everyone wrong. And it was good to see um, Isaiah Yo talking about Penrith. And he said, everyone's writing this team off, um, Parramatta. But uh, and they won't perform under pressure. Well, they've done that six weeks in a row now, so they must have something internally going on there. He said. So we need to be on our best game. Yeah, and uh, they've beaten them twice. Uh, they obviously yep. got hammered. Well, not hammered. The the result wasn't an extraordinary big difference out mm. there. Penrith. I was at the game, but they targeted Wunga Blake with those big Cleary bombs. So as long as they don't make the mistakes and they can tidy a bit of that sort of stuff up, I think it'll be a grand final for the ages. And who knows, Paramount just might get home. Now, the the Women's Rugby League, we've just watched the NRLW go ahead in leaps and bounds. I love watching it. And a big congratulations to Roosters halfback, Racine McGregor. Of course, they had a, a huge finish last year. They bowed out um, to Parramatta the other day and they weren't very happy about that. But very talented player, like many of them racing yeah um plenty plenty of, of superstars in the sport um it's just i just think that the whole the the women's league has gone or it's improved by 50 percent on last year um and they seem to be proving 50 percent on year on year um mm. and they're getting stronger and stronger the girls and faster and faster and it's a fantastic game to watch oh yeah absolutely amazing now from rugby league to chess yep. Um, did you ever know? Did you have a castle in chess, Shana? Did you play a bit of chess? No, no, really? not really, mate. I wasn't a, wasn't a big chess player. I, I played a little bit, but uh, it's never been a. I can't sit still for that long, mate. Yeah, I love chess. My dad taught me okay. how to play chess. I, I can't say I was ever Kasparov or Kardinov, but um, <laughs> I did enjoy. It. It's quite relaxing. But I don't think I've ever seen so much drama. Um, uh, since those two used to go head to head, as as what's going on now, um, cheating scandal, um, sort of, you wonder whether it's all part of a PR machine. I don't think so. It comes down to Magnus Carlsen, who is at mm. thirty one years of age, ranked number one player in the world, and when Hans Neumann beat him um, only two times ago, um, he thought something was up. He obviously can't believe that anyone's smart enough to beat him. Uh, and then he pulled out after one move, um, and that's where all the all that um, issues come about. That he might be give, getting some information um, internally or externally. Internally, yeah, that's. Uh, <laughs> oh, we won't go back there, will no. we? Goodness. Um, now, look, uh, finishing up today, yep. awards nights. We've seen some remarkable, astonishing, forgettable things happening at, at awards nights. They uh, <laughs> often, often when the ties are out or the collars are up, you'll call it a Dally M or a a brown low tie or collar. But uh, I, I remember once, I think it was when Gordon Tallis had just come to the Dragons. It might have been the Rothmans medal and I was sitting next to him. So a young Gordon Tallis, raging bull. And um, I still have my bread roll, which is quite remarkable for me. I usually hoff it in the first moment. And he goes, mate, you want your bread roll? I go, no, 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 no. You have it. You have it. You can have it. You want, you want my meal? <laughs> oh, he was fierce. But you went to a few yourself. You've been to a few awards nights. Yeah, I bought a medal. I uh, took my then girlfriend, now wife Lorraine, to one of the first ones, and um, 
a phone was going off and we were live on air and everyone was looking around and sure enough, it was in Lorraine's handbag. But that's not the story. The story was prior to this particular Allen Border medal, I think it was in 2000, mm-hmm. uh, myself, Michael Slater and my brother Brett were all worded up prior to the event that Jimmy Barnes was going to be the secret guest and he's going to come out and sing K-San. Yeah. And the marketing girl said to us, you guys should get up on stage and, and sing along with him because it's a bit of an unofficial team song. The point of the night came, we were all pretty hammered and the stage was so far away down there at Crown Casino, Brett and I looked at each other and said, no, we won't do it. Well, poor old Slats got up and with a glass of red wine in his hand, absolutely hammered and sang along and uh, yeah, his career sort of went downhill after that. He was actually nailed for it, but in his defence, he was asked to go up there. I think Brett and I just had the, maybe the common sense not to do it. Yeah, yeah, that, uh, that that I remember that night actually. I think I was I wasn't sitting too far from you guys. The old Allen Border medal. It uh, certainly wasn't a night for mineral water. That's it for afternoon sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. Big thank you to our sponsors. Our fantastic sponsors, Barclay Pierce Capital. They're only a phone call away. And of course, our superb producer, Mr. Dan McHugh. We're back on board tomorrow with your daily dose of sport. We'll see you then, guys. Take care. Thanks for listening to Afternoon Sport. If you enjoyed the show, why not check out one of our other podcasts, like Strive Stronger with Andrew May. Listen in as Andrew May explores the latest in human performance with an all-star cast of subject matter experts. Find it wherever you listen to podcasts or head to afternoonsport.com.